I was born at Brackish Pond in Bermuda on a farm belonging to Mr. Charles Miners. My mother was a household slave, and my father, whose name was Prince, was a sawyer belonging to Mr. Trimingham, a shipbuilder at Crow Lane. When I was an infant, old Mr. Miners died, and there was a division of the slaves and other property among the family. I was bought along with my mother by old Captain Darrell and given to his grandchild, little Miss Betsy Williams. Captain Williams, Mr. Darrell's son-in-law, was master of a vessel which traded to several places in America and the West Indies, and he was seldom home for long. Miss Williams was a kind-hearted, good woman, and she treated all her slaves well. She only had one daughter, Miss Betsy, from whom I was purchased and who was about my own age. I was made quite a pet of by Miss Betsy and loved her very much. She used to lead me around by the hand, calling me her little nigger. This was the happiest period of my life. I was too young to understand rightly my conditions as a slave, and too thoughtless and full of spirits to look forward to the days of toil and sorrow. I wish I could find the words to tell you all what I then felt and suffered. The great God above alone knows the thoughts of a poor slave's heart and the bitter pains which follow the separations of these. All that we love taken away from us. Oh, how sad it is. And sore to be born. I got no sleep that night for thinking of the morrow. And dear Miss Betsy was scarcely less distressed. The black morning at length came. It too came too soon for my mother and us. Our mother, weeping as she went, called me away with the other children, Hannah and Dinah, and we took the road that led to Hambletown, which we reached around four o'clock in the afternoon. We followed my mother to the marketplace where she placed us in a row against a large house with our backs against the wall and our arms folded across our breasts. I, as the oldest, stood first. Hannah next to me, then Dinah, and our mother stood next to us, crying. My heart throbbed with grief and terror so violently that I pressed my hands quite tightly across my breast, but I could not keep them still. I continued to let as though it would burst out of my body. But who cared for that? Did not one of the many bystanders who were looking at us care? Think of the pain that wrung the hearts of the Negro women and her young ones? No, no. They were not all bad, I dare say, but slavery hardens white people's hearts towards the blacks, and many of them were not slow to make their remarks upon us aloud without regard to our grief. Though their light words felt like cayenne on the fresh wounds of our hearts, I am often much vexed, and I feel great sorrow when I hear some of the people in this country say that the slaves do not need better usage and do not want to be free. They believe the foreign people who deceive them and say that slaves are happy? I say not so. How can slaves be happy when they have been haltered around their necks and whipped upon their backs and are disgraced and thought no more of than beasts? are separated from their mothers and husbands and children and sisters, just are cattle are sold and separated. Is it happiness for a driver in the field to take down his wife or sister or child and strip them and whip them in such a disgraceful manner? Women have
have been stripped and exposed in the field for shame. There is no modesty or decency shown by the owner of his slaves. Men and women and children are exposed alike. Since I have been here, I am often wondered how English people can go out into the West Indies and act in such a beastly manner. But when they go into the West Indies, they forget God and all feeling of shame. I think, since they can see me and do such things, they tie us up like hogs, more them like cattle, and lick them so as hogs or cattle or horses never were flogged. And yet they come home and say and make some good people believe that slaves do not want to be out of slavery. But they put a cloak around the truth. It is not so. All slaves want to be free. Amen. To be free is very sweet. Amen. I have been a slave myself. I know what slaves feel. I can tell by myself what other slaves feel and by what they have told me. The man that says that slaves are quite happy in slavery, that they do not want to be free, that man is either ignorant or a lying person. I have never heard a slave say so. I have never heard a Bukra man say so till I heard it in England. Some such people ought to be ashamed of themselves. They can't do without slaves, they say. What's the reason they can't do without slaves as well as in England? No slaves here, no whips, no stocks, no punishment except for the wicked people. They hire, in, they hire servants in England. And if they do not like them, they send them away. They can't lick them. Let them work ever so hard in England. They are far better off than slaves. If they get a bad master, they give warning and they go to hire another. They have their liberty. That's just what we want. We don't mind hard work if we had proper treatment and proper wages like English servants and proper time given in the week for us to keep from breaking the Sabbath. But they won't give it. They will have their work. Work, work, night and day, sick or well, till we are quite done up. And we must not speak up nor look amiss, however much we be abused. And then, when we are quite done up, who cares for us more than for a lame horse? This is slavery. I tell it to let English people know the truth. And I hope they will never leave off or pray to God and call aloud to the great king of England till all the poor blacks be given free and slavery done up forevermore. Thank you.